Welcome to the Broadcast Nerd Hour. Where everything is 99% nerd and 1% everything else. I'm Dakota. And I'm Destiny. And welcome to the Broadcast Nerd Hour. Yes, welcome. We're really excited to kind of start this new adventure. We've always been big fans of just anything nerd related and we just want to go through and put our takes on it and go deeper into the lore of some of this stuff with everybody and try to, you know, find people that relate to us in this. And I feel like we have kind of a unique perspective on it all because we are a married couple and we do seem to have pretty differing differing views on things. We have different opinions, different theories, but we also can really understand where each other comes from on different things. Yes, and and you'll notice in our dynamic, um, the lures that we we both follow, there's some that I'm extremely deep and passionate about, and she's kind of just touching the water on some of them, and then mm-hmm. vice versa. And then we have some that both of us are both deep into it, and we have we can get into pretty some pretty heated debates over some of the topics on them. Yeah. So. And, and also, I just wanted to put a little side note here. If you hear little pitter pattering at feet or uh, little whimpers, that would be our dogs. Yes. Um, we have a corgi named Winston. And we have a golden retriever who's only four months old. Her name is Aspen. I really like proper names. (laughs) So I just want, especially it started with Winston. And what better name as a really (laughs) proper name is Winston. So, so yes, Aspen, of course, she is a cream-colored golden retriever with Mm -hmm. a little bit of ginger in her. But we... The first name we thought of, of course, with the cream color is Aspen, you know, bunch of snow. (laughs) Oh, see, I didn't think that. When when we were talking about names for him, I honestly thought about, like, a tree. Because I think there's a kind of tree that's an Aspen. I, I think so. I think there, <laughs> this, <laughs> I'm, I, not, I'm not very descriptive of trees. This is nerd hour, not, <laughs> not nature hour. So just a little bit about us. We met in 2015. We worked together. And I was bossing him around right from the beginning. <laughs> I needed something down out of top stock at uh, work. The, it was a home improvement store. Yes. And I needed something down out of top stock. And I asked him to get it down. And then I left for a while to do an internship. And then um, I and came. We'll, we'll just speak more on the internship mm-hmm. later on. Because uh, we, we would like to. It's too much to put into a little bit. We need a, a whole yeah. episode to talk about it. Yet. Yeah, I don't want to dive into that. Because I could talk about that for a few days. <laughs> and then we re kind of came together when I came back in 2017 and what four or five months later after I came back and started working back again together we were married yeah we uh we did elope and we've mm-hmm. been together we're going on getting really close to the five-year mark yeah our families have some pretty interesting stories about when we eloped <laughs> <laughs> So the biggest reason we want to talk, we want to go into a podcast. While I'm at work, I listen to several different podcasts, and and I'll probably shout them out on different things as we talk because they they really expand my lore on a lot of things. And I know Destiny Liz listens to a lot of podcasts, probably not so much of the nerdy podcasts like I no, do. No, my but. trash TV all the way. All yeah. of, I'm all about like. My trashy TV podcast. I love it. And see, my biggest podcast I listen to, and I, I always shout him out to everybody, it's Star Wars Theory. He is very in-depth on it. If you want to know anything about Star Wars, he can take you to the deep depths of Legends. He's always been my favorite. He's one that's always really inspired me to want to get more in it. And he has uh, Josh from Den of Nerds that comes on that... I really enjoy listening to also. I want to relate to those people that are like us, that that do have a deep love for these shows, these comics, these books, these just anything related to these things, but maybe isn't as in-depth on some items and or just maybe just wants to hear in, people talk about it and enjoy the enjoy that aspect of it where my nerdiness started of course is where a lot of people started at was with star wars um 
And I'm going to go ahead and throw this out here now because if if you're a Star Wars fan, you're fixing to know what I'm talking well, about. Well, and just a little side note, like we're recording this in our collection room, which is just like <laughs> filled with all things nerd. And there is a, I would say at least half of it is Star Wars. At least half of it. And, and we'll, we'll show you bits and pieces <laughs> of our collection room. And we do have to just say... Out of all of our collection room, I would say probably ninety eight percent of it is House of Mouse. Uh, that is a the best description on it. And I mean, they do own everything. Yeah, just they, about they, at this point, <laughs> I really think we only have like two kind of genres that isn't owned by them, and that would be like the Harry Potter stuff and then and like Rick and, and Morty. Morty. And and last I heard, are trying to make the move on the uh, the mother company over Cartoon Network. So oh. that would oh, uh, I hadn't heard that. Uh, they yeah, the, I've I've read a little bit into it, but uh, I, I don't I don't know how far that's went. I've heard big rumors on it over and over, but honestly, it doesn't surprise me. Oh yeah, of course. You know it it. We we talked a little bit about it, but we'll save that for another episode because that that's a that's we can a go one. deep into some Disney stuff yes, like that. Yes, um, but where my where my I'm going to go ahead and state for my Star Wars fans out there, uh, I am not biased any of the trilogies or any of the shows, anything like that. Um, I am though uh, naturally a prequels fan. I know there's some people out there that's cringing right now. There's also people that are your wife. Yeah, and there's also people that it, it's if you know the Star Wars community, you know that you there's you don't stray. You're either an OG, you're a prequels, or you're a sequels fan. Um, and then you have these newer fans that are getting into the shows that don't so much care for the movies. So that's a uh, that's a whole a whole thing in itself. But my my love came from Star Wars. Uh, when I was a kid, I my my mother was always a huge Star Wars fan. She actually had the original figures from when she was a kid when Star Wars originally came out. She had the original figures. She had all this stuff, and kind of was passed down to me. And my love from it came from her. But when I was a kid, I actually got to see Revenge of the Sith in theaters, and that was where it really started for me. Revenge of the Sith, that that was the big spark for me. I went back, rewatched everything, and now we've got all the expanded lore, we've got all the expanded universe, and it's just really, it's really in-depth. So that's where mine started. For me, I feel like on the other end of things, my nerd love really started with Harry Potter. We are really fortunate that we were in that generation that grew up with Harry Potter. I was five years old when the first movie came out and I was 16 or 17 when the last one came out. So we grew with them. Honestly, my aunt is kind of the one that got me into Harry Potter because she read the books like Mm -hmm. as they came out. And I've just always had such a love for the series and the universe and the world that is it is a very immersive world yeah and like i'm so into i was so into harry potter that about 10 years ago i went to universal and i got a wand and to this day it rarely comes out of its case um my brother-in-law a couple years back took it out without asking and I went up to him and I'm like put it back and don't touch it again <laughs> like because I'm very particular it's like very sentimental to me I could just sit and talk about Harry Potter all day it, it is an extremely immersive world and and even the, they did such a good job with the movies that it allowed mm-hmm. it allowed people that don't read the books or haven't had a chance to read the books yet uh, to be just completely immersed in this vast world, and but even if you have read the books, it's you just get that more that deeper sense, and it, that's something that a lot of franchises can't say they they can do. Um, it, you you always hear the stereotype of uh, if it's gonna go if it's a book first and it goes to movie, usually it's not that great. And there was obviously like things that was left out of the books that I wish would have been put in the movies. I think that's true for anything. But I do feel like that Harry Potter is one of the better done 
book to movies out there. Yes. Um, they have, it created such a fan base that to this day is still just chomping at the bit for any new information that they could get. Yes, and I completely agree with that. And it's it's funny that our two beginning ones are very opposite of each other. I mean, they're both mm-hmm. science fiction, but... Uh, it, Different. Yeah, if you, and if you know the <laughs> Star Wars universe, you know that it's a... Uh, that unless it's in a movie, it's it's until it's in a movie, it's not canon. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's the. I mean, it can be canon, but it, whatever is in the movies and the shows trumps whatever is in writing. And, and and with Harry Potter, we're so fortunate that J.K. Rowling for years released a ton of inf- like canon information on Pottermore, which I know isn't. Pottermore now it's called I think just the wizarding world so that's been really nice and we have like the cursed child which (laughs) I did not like but (laughs) I think a lot of people feel that way well and that's the fun part about being nerds and because you're you don't have to love everything you you can take what you want from everything and and enjoy the aspect of it and I that's one that's one thing that I really think that Disney's doing a great job with with a lot of this stuff. Another franchise that we really are digging deep into is the Marvel stuff. Oh yes, and that's a really new thing for me. I would say like I didn't really get into Marvel until about twenty nineteen, and I'm gonna say it now. I really had only ever seen all three Iron Mans until Endgame came out. So I am very late to this show. <laughs> and we, and if you're a Marvel fan, it's also like the kind of Star Wars stuff. There, There's a fine line <laughs> on the original Avengers of who you favor. And we we both are Iron Man. We, yes. we favor Iron Man. Uh, we we could never get on to the uh, Captain America bandwagon. I'm sorry, I just I can't. I can't. He's fine when he's in a group, but on his own. Yeah, and it's we we just we try to keep an open mind on it. Uh, we do really like a lot of the shows that are coming out um, that are pertaining to Marvel. We haven't got to explore all of them yet. We are going to say that ahead of time. We are slowly getting digging deeper into it. Um, we can only do little steps at a time because I kind of overwhelmed her with all the movies in chronological order. And I was so obsessed with WandaVision and Loki that it was really hard for me to see past a lot of what else is going on in the franchise right now. I just, and, and really, I zeroed in a ton on WandaVision. Like, I read into absolutely everything in that show. Yeah, and it, we, this, that was the first show with her that we, we spent a lot of frame by frames on. Uh, we mm-hmm. would dig deep into it. I mean, I, she makes fun of me to this day of, when uh when they changed the Marvel logo halfway through the series mm-hmm. and um and I was frame by frame in every letter looking and I still claim that I was the first one to see uh Doctor Octavius in that mm-hmm. even though I, I don't I I still haven't to this day heard anybody mention it but I I still feel like I was the first one that saw him and then <laughs> now if you spoilers right here if you haven't seen No Way Home yet. Um, he makes his grand appearance, but I mean, if you've even watched trailers for it, you know that he's in it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And for me with WandaVision, I would stay up until the show came out like every, I forget Thursday. So it'd be like Wednesday night into Thursday. And I would watch it two times in a row. The first time I would just kind of be taking it in. And then the second time I would stop it. I would rewind it. I would pause it. I would like be looking things up as it was going on so and then we rolled right into loki mm-hmm. um, it was what like two months afterwards yeah or something like that um which can we just say i know there's a lot of controversy on how movies deal with time travel yeah i feel like loki handled it very well of course there's some loopholes in it i'm not gonna um, lie it makes my brain hurt sometimes like i try like i love loki but I have to think really hard about when they talk about the branch timelines and stuff. That's still a kind of a hard 
concept for me to grasp. Yeah, and it, and I know a lot of people have trouble with it from how um, how it's described differently from uh, in game to to mm-hmm. Loki. Um, so that that's takes a lot, but Loki does a very good job with establishing how they're going to address it for future movies. Um, and I think it's going to play a big role, both WandaVision and Loki, into Multiverse of Madness. Absolutely. Or, or if you really want to be particular about it, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think is a coincidence, but we'll elaborate on that later on. I think we should just throw in what we think our most underrated show is that we, we've seen that we've just fallen deeply in love with. Um, of course, she already knows mine. Mine is, of course, Gravity Falls. And yes. if you haven't seen it, I, I think... Love gra- I love Gravity I have to say that's probably mine, too. Yeah, if you have not seen Gravity Falls, 100% worth it. It It is, I will go ahead and say, it is, at the end of the day, it's still a children's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it t- it doesn't feel like a children's show. It does touch on on some pretty deep subjects that mm-hmm. that are just really cool. It's very it's very story based and if you have seen it you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But it is a deep story from the first episode and unfortunately we'll never get more seasons of it because uh I can't remember the writer's name, but when he uh when he set forth on this show he he knew exactly how many episodes he wanted and no more, no less. Which I'm okay with because I was actually talking to someone about this the other day about how Gravity Falls only has what? Is it two seasons or three? I think it's two seasons and I think, I can't remember if it's 20 episodes altogether or 20 episodes in the last so season. So I was talking to someone about this and I said the writer knew what he was doing. So instead of dragging this show out and then being forced to stop the show like on a season he wasn't ready we have a full complete story yeah we have our questions answered i mean i think there's still room for theories and stuff but definitely i got everything that i wanted from it yeah they they closed it out really nice and neat to to where if it was to ever get picked up or anything branched off of it that's fine but it would never affect the true story mm-hmm. cuz the story was tied up super nice and neat um you know at one time i had and i this was a while back maybe 6 months to a year i had heard that they were trying to do a spin-off of Mabel and Dipper coming back to Gravity Falls once they were older I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah. I heard that. I don't know anything else. I just remember reading about that somewhere. I don't know how I feel about that because. But Stan wouldn't be in it. Was part was like part of it too. But they would be taking over the mystery shack. That that's crazy. But so would it take? I wonder if it would take place as they were older, like if they were yeah, Stan's age, like coming back. No, I took it as like when they were more like maybe between high school and college. Because I'm trying to my best to refrain from spoilers, of course. But uh, it you know, I wonder if he would if Dipper would take the place of of the book like the bookkeeper at that point of of running the books, and Mabel would be more like Stan. I don't know. Um, that that's fun, or do they come back as like a strange brother and sister, like <clears throat> in the show? Um, that that's a really cool, interesting topic. I need to look into that. I never there. There's always theories about everyone's favorite shows, like always getting spinoffs, and most of the time it doesn't happen. So I don't really put much weight into it until it actually happens. Well, I think we we should just go ahead and say this then. I, I know we had rewatched one of the episodes the other day. I think we should just we should go through re, let's rewatch series and maybe mm-hmm. and maybe whoever's listening go go forth and rewatch or watch it or rewatch it themselves. And won't we do an episode on it at one point and. And we'll talk about it, and let's go deep. You know, it's a... It's, we could do a few episodes, I feel like, on it. Yeah, we could almost do, I mean, between character devel- uh, character development and just the, the deep deep universe on it. I mean, there's just so much you could do. Do you want to go any 
any in on your uh, your Disney experience. Yeah, I think that so, would be a good chance for you to kind of give a toe, a, a toe dip into the water. <laughs> really, it's not even a toe dip. It's kind of like looking at the water from like 10 miles away. And, and seeing the ripple reflection in it. Yes. <laughs> Back when I was 21 to 22 in 2017, I did the Disney College program. Which really grew my love for Disney. I had a love for Disney long before that. But the Disney College program grew it. And I'll just tell everyone. My biggest fear in doing it was ruining the magic. And honestly, all it did was like make it more magical. There's something incredibly special about creating the magic for other people. I would constantly think some people have saved their entire lives to go one time. Like this is a a once-in-a-lifetime trip. And so that was, that's always kind of what I thought. And I would listen to like the firework show at the time, Wishes, like on my way to work to like get hype and get in my magical mood. But I would definitely love to elaborate on that later on. There's just so much to it. Oh, yeah. And you primarily worked in Disney At Disney Springs. Springs, yes. I was in merchandise. Zone 3, I worked at um, the Art of Disney, Disney's Days of Christmas, Wonderful World of Memories, and at the time, Design of Tea, which is no longer around. So, um very, very different stores. <laughs> and you had roommates, and you're... Did, you had roommates that worked in the parks. Yeah, right? so I have one roommate that worked parking for Animal Kingdom while Pandora opened, which was insane. I had a roommate that worked at Magic Kingdom. She worked at, like, Casey's Corner. She did the dessert parties for the fireworks. And then she... I couldn't she, imagine doing food. <laughs> it was really difficult for her. Like, bless her heart. She... Mm, it was hard. I couldn't have done it. It's, And then she transferred and went somewhere else. And then I had a roommate that worked attractions for Space Mountain. And then I had a roommate that worked, I forget what it was called. I think it was like children's activities or something for one of the resorts. Okay. Well, and branching off of that, I think we should just kind of specify just some of the things that we've we've done in our professional careers and, and what we kind of currently are doing um I, I'm currently a, a sheet metal worker so for all my working hands out there that's <laughs> I, I am a I'm a sheet metal worker and I, I'm sure there's some people out there uh make already making jokes about it but but I really enjoy what I do uh there's a creative aspect that just is unmatched um but I I've also worked multiple different things um at the end of the day uh, next to my nerdiness I'm also a car guy I was a diesel technician for several years. Um, I also um, I, I've done I've done a bunch. I, I worked in body shops. I, I've but it's, uh, most of my jobs have always circled around um, automotive work up until me becoming a sheet metal worker. So I I do really enjoy it. Now I am still an apprentice, so I am not. If you want to ask questions and stuff, I'm not a hundred percent yet. But I am working through my apprenticeship program to better our future. And mm-hmm. but I am completely enjoying it. If anybody ever has any interest in jumping into something like that, pipe fitting, sheet metal work, stuff like that, I I fully recommend it. It is it is just a great environment to work in uh it's been a really good change for us yeah. as a couple yeah it's I, I always had the biggest fear uh see I, I went to school for this uh this uh I, I went to college and got fully certified on all all aspects of welding and I always had a fear of jumping into a a, a specific field like this like a pipe fitting or sheet metal or and iron work stuff like that um but it it has been the best decision for us for me um it's nice coming home and not being stressed about what had happened that day or mm-hmm. is going to be the next day so i really enjoy it i that's that's been the best thing for me 
And I currently work as an optometric technician and essentially That's a mouthful. that is <laughs> but it sounds really fancy. It does. It does sound very fancy. <laughs> so I work for an eye doctor and I get you ready to see the eye doctor. So I will it's kinda like I'm kinda like a nurse at a doctor's office, you know. I'll take your eye pressure, I'll take pictures, I'll measure your eyes, we'll do a little reading chart. Um, and I have done that for about a year. I'm actually a certified optometric technician. I got certified back in November through my company. Um, and honestly, I really love it. I tell everyone it's the job that I never knew I wanted when I originally hired in. Um, I hired in as a part-time uh, receptionist, and I was asked if I would be interested in being a fill-in tech because um, there was a girl going out for surgery, and once I was kind of trained, it was all I wanted to do. So when the position came available for the full-time optometric technician, I, it was like a no-brainer that if I wanted it, it was like mine. But I've kind of done a little bit of everything. I've worked for a company that sells college textbooks online. I've been a pharmacy technician. I've worked for a home improvement store for years where Dakota and I met like, yes. I don't even know, like four or five years all together. Um, and I was a travel agent for a little bit. That was hard. And it was, I started right before the pandemic. So that was super, super hard. Yeah, and, and to elaborate on that, if you ever have any I, if you ever have any ambition of wanting to do something like that, it is a lot of fun to mm -hmm. do. Um, but make sure you have the support of your family going into it. That that was the the hardest thing with us. Uh, with which, of course, coming into the pandemic, it was very difficult for that. But not many people were traveling. It was very difficult. Um, but that. Having the support of your family there is a big table turner for that, um, because of course that you gotta get your start somewhere, and and that's usually a lot of people's big start is mm -hmm. is that, and then it branches from there. Yeah, and I really learned a lot. I got certified um, through Disney's College of Knowledge, you know, and I also got certified with Universal um, in their travel program. So. I did learn a lot on top of also, you know, just having clocked so many days and and steps in Disney World as it is during my program. So I feel pretty well versed in at least Orlando traveling. I want to roll into the next thing here, um, which is when did our love nerd or our <laughs> sorry when did our nerd love start together. I know, but I'm curious what you think started it together. Because hmm. I know I, what I think. I See, I didn't express a lot of my nerdy stuff to you uh, for the first little bit of our marriage. Uh, I think probably the first thing we related to was probably Harry Potter. Because um, mm -hmm. you had some collectible things coming into our marriage that you had already. Um, I didn't really have much uh, collection-wise. Um, most of my collection started once we were together. Um, I, I growing up, I didn't keep a lot of uh, like my toys and stuff that were that were late related to the things I love. Um, so I think I'm gonna say probably Harry Potter was the start of our love or our nerd love together. Well, for me, um, when we took. A trip to Nashville and you bought your first two Rick and Morty Funko Pops. They were the first Funko oh, Pops yeah. that we bought. It was Purge Rick and Morty. And I waited. <laughs> How long did I debate on getting these? We literally walked around the whole mall and I think we went back. Yeah and and like prior to that we, we had been seeing them everywhere mm -hmm. and um, it, it just oh yeah we have prior to it we had watched the show and then we started seeing them everywhere and i i kept debating kept debating and i finally i don't even remember what the first one was now it was the purge rick and morty oh it was okay. yeah because that's why you kept them oh see i didn't realize that was why i kept them and what she's meaning by that uh we're 
I've recently started condensing some of my collection down. Star Wars is taking over. He needs yeah. more room <laughs> for it. And, and if you if you collect Star Wars, you know what I'm talking about. There, yes. You can't just collect one item because there is so everything can be made into Star Wars. I mean, they you can get a can of Coke and they slap a Star Wars sticker on it, and everybody's gonna. We buy literally it. have our Coke bottles from Batu. Yes. That we kept because they are so freaking cool. And like, if, we couldn't, yes. we didn't have the heart to throw them away. And if you're thrown off, it, back to is, um, it's the land, it's yeah. the Star Wars land, um, at Hollywood Edge. Studios. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, I, so I, I think that was that. like our first, like, yeah, we watched Rick and Morty prior to that. And, I have Dakota to thank for my Rick and Morty love. I didn't watch it until season three once we were married. It's Pickle Rick. I know. That's when I started <laughs> watching it and I got obsessed with it. The Out of all the episodes to show you first, I had to show you probably one of the most gory ones that they did. It, it, <laughs> and it took me two tries to get into the series too. It was not a love at first sight for me. And it was kind of forced because you still to this day don't really care much for the Pickle Rick episode. Which you're no, people, I, you don't I, don't, I don't. That. You're already building a negative fan base. Here. <laughs> I, I don't dislike Pickle Rick. I just really like other parts of the show better. Yes. Um, I get really into, you know, the rare times that they give us, like, actual, like, canon storyline. Yes. Like, I just eat that up so much. So you mean the the whole episode and a half a season that we get? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, <laughs> That's I know they <laughs> renewed for, uh, they got renewed for the s- seven seasons and all, and we're, we're three into it now. And I just want to sidetrack here a little bit on Rick and Morty. Okay, when is it coming out? Why do the creators keep trolling us on Instagram and Twitter? Okay. <laughs> I am ready for season six, and I read somewhere that season six is supposed to have more canon storyline, that they are going to start streamlining a lot more of this overall story than they have. As much as I want that to be true, I don't... If if you are a Rick and Morty fan, you know that that everything that is done by the creators is done just to mess with the fans i think it's Absolutely. the only show that <laughs> that is open about just completely trying to mess with fans and make and make us feel stupid it, and crazy yeah and like i think they enjoy seeing us be extremely obsessive over this show i've never seen a show do their fans on social media the way rick and morty does yes and if you want a prime example um, if you go on their Twitter, somebody, I, I can't remember if somebody tweeted, like added them on Twitter or they actually posted this. But no, they so, posted it. I know what you're talking somebody, about. Somebody said, uh, when, when is Rick and Morty season six coming out? And they posted a picture of, it was a. It was, it was from last season when Morty was driving. Spoilers, the, of course. Spoiler alert. When Morty was driving the ship and like. They crashed into the ocean, and he was on the phone with Jessica. Well, he's on the phone, and they have a caption over it that says something like, Is season six ever coming out? And in and the caption of the actual, like, Instagram and Twitter post was just, yeah, hashtag, like, Adult Swim, hashtag Rick and Morty. And that was it. Yeah, so, like, this is <laughs> the prime example of, like, of how they see the fans. Not that they don't love the fans. They just love messing with us. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever had any... Uh, doubts on watching this show it it is 100% worth it and it the show has caught so much success over the years that several of the writers have moved on and if it just leading into the Marvel stuff um, one of the writers was on WandaVision correct and I think Loki too or um, directed Loki or something I'm not see I don't I don't know about and then uh, you're asking the wrong I, person I, I do know that We've and, got Solar Opposites that they yes. worked on between a season, two seasons of Rick and Morty. I do know for a fact on this. and FYI, if we're you, not Solar Opposites fans. I watch it. Maybe um, we should give it another try and watch it together. Yeah. With like, We always hit it. We always try to watch it around the time that we drop Hulu. Uh, we, or that we're really wanting new Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, but if you... if I'll put it like this. If you make it through to May, which I think is May 5th when uh, Multiverse of Madness comes out, and you enjoy it, then that means you're going to like Rick and Morty because I think the main writer for uh, Mom is 
Rick is from Rick and Morty. He, you might want to verify that because I don't. I'm I'm almost positive on that because he he left. I'm pretty sure he left the Rick and Morty writing room for Multiverse of Madness uh, several years ago because I think he he wasn't. I think he did like one or two episodes of season five, mm-hmm. and then left after that. And I'll verify that for next week. I'm not going to get on it now. So while we're on this kind of Rick and Morty kick, because I have to say, Rick and Morty was like the first thing we would really sit and talk about and like theorize about. And honestly, that's why we started the podcast because I was like, we're sitting here having these conversations with each other. Why not share it? Yeah. But what would you say is your favorite season of Rick and Morty? Oh, that's tough. Um, Because... We actually went through last year and ranked all the episodes, too. From, yes. like, our least favorite to our most favorite. It, it's hard for me because I have to put it in categories, almost, just to to process it. Because you have the most, you know, the most fun season. Then you've got the most, the most daring season. Because they catch on some pretty, pretty awkward stuff. And then, then you've got... It's difficult... I really enjoyed this past season, this season five. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now it is wide known for me. I disliked season four. Uh, there was some very fun episodes in it. There was one in particular major episode I love, and it's probably one of my top episodes. But as a season as a whole, I disliked. It kind of sucked. Yeah. It, no offense, but it it did. Yeah. We had like one really good episode with storylines. You can tell it was. It was a season that was created almost in a rush. I know that was the longest wait time we had, and in it was in a seasons. pandemic. Yeah, but it—you can tell—it took so long for the contract to get renewed. And when they got the mm-hmm. seventh season after season three, I think that's what pushed them back. And then it was almost rushed. And and if you ever question like why it takes so long for Rick and Morty seasons to come out you really need to look into like their their process it is not like a typical cartoon where they can use a lot of the same backdrops and stuff cuz everything gets created with all these worlds and stuff they go to gets created pretty much new every mm-hmm. time every episode so it makes it extremely difficult for the artists and even the writers just to come up with content and if you know the show you know that uh what uh dan Harmon. no is dan Harmon the is the director yeah. and i have to look into i always get there get them confused but you know the the guy who voices rick also does morty and several mm-hmm. other characters on there uh a lot of the 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 um voice actors are are double actors they play several roles within the show and I have to agree with you. I think that season five was my favorite. I think because we got so much canon storyline mm-hmm. on that. And I'm just excited to see where we're going with season six. I mean, yeah. the last episode of season four was great. Yes. And then, like, you go into season five and it was like... It's kind of lulled the first half. Yeah, yeah. It- it, it it addressed the ending of season four in the first episode, and then it kind of lulled until By episode By the way, six. another spoiler alert. I totally knew that Beth was a clone since season three. That was my Ooh, theory. There's only so many people. I <laughs> knew it, and I kept telling Dakota, and he... You were kind of like iffy on it, and then I was, I was like, I was right. I knew she was a clone because she was not acting the same. I thought it was too big of a topic for for them to bring in i think the biggest debate we had on is and still to to this mm-hmm. day is who is actually the clone and we're not gonna get into that today that, that, i have very like specific reasons on who i think is the clone yes and i i do too and i almost need to rewatch it to get yeah. that fire under me again <laughs> and and i do have a question for anybody who's listening out there that has watched the rick and morty stuff and collects anything rick and morty related um and you'll know ex- instantly what episode I'm talking about. I'm not going to say the name of it on the show because it is a little rough. But GameStop did a box uh, oh, that yes. had several. They had two. It was one or two. And it was two Funko Pops. Two Funko Pops. Um, and a whoopee cushion and toilet paper a, and a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> Can I just say what a perfect time for them to introduce something like that to the yes. world because if and if you know what I'm talking about when this box came out because you almost had to pre order it to get it because it Did went away I, so fast. I either 
I think I did pre-order it, or I ordered yeah. it the day it came out for you. You did, but it came when it released was in the middle of pandemic when there was no toilet paper to be gotten. <laughs> we and did not use it though. We, yeah, we didn't have to use it. We didn't. Have, we haven't even opened it yet. Yeah, it. We we always had it there just in case. Yeah, and I would have cried if we had to use it, but <laughs> it it was. It was there, and it's still, out of all the collection stuff I can dance, I still have it in its wrapper on the shelf, along with the whoopee cushion. And um, there was something else it came with, I thought. Uh, a keychain, which is, I have it somewhere. somewhere also. It came with a keychain, uh, the whoopee cushion, toilet paper, and it came with Tony and uh, a Rick, the... Uh, mm-hmm. And which I have the box for it still in, in our attic. Um, you know, it makes me really sad that there's not more, like true like licensed Rick and Morty memorabilia. Yeah, cuz you get like some of the figures it's the figures look funny. Yes. Which I mean I know I understand it's a, a cartoon coming to they're trying to make look realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh but they do look funny. Uh they did that line. I think those lines are pretty popular, but I just never could get into it. I know. And like anywhere you go doesn't really have anything Rick and Morty and really I think we've seen kind of in the last year okay where are the Funko Pops for season five does anyone know where the Funko Pops are for season five we got so many for season four and we got none for season five we did we we got like one or two didn't we for the first half no, or we didn't get any. Was it not any? No, I, I don't got, think we got any for season five. And which I mean, I understand they may have Funko may have put it on the back burner because it was. Uh, I mean, because if if you collect anything, especially like anything Star Wars related, the most common thing to collect is of course the Funkos and the Black Series. Mm-hmm. And if you collect Black Series, you know it is the most stressful thing in the world. <laughs> I have, I had, uh, oh. It, well, Dark Ray and General Grievous and stuff, when they came out, I pre-ordered them. Uh, I think it was through Books a Million. And General Grievous took the longest. It was like seven months. Like, after it got to a point got where the address that he had on file, like, we were getting nervous about because we were in the process of buying a house. Yes, and it was... We were really stressed about it, which we still have one pre-order for the Rick, the dragon from Rick and Morty. Um that I think we just ended up canceling because mm-hmm. it it had delayed so long out after the episode we were just like And okay. we were we were moving at the time. Yeah, we were just okay, we're fine if we don't get this yeah. one. Um but yeah, but that's everything. Uh I think Legos are the only thing that haven't starved throughout this process. Mm-hmm. Uh Legos have been kinda uh, they I don't know what their game plan was, but they did excellent throughout the pandemic because every Walmart you went to they, as soon as they stocked, they flew off the shelves. And it seemed like every day they were restocking. Yeah, you could always find plenty of uh, Legos when you couldn't find puzzles or anything else. Yes, and for all you people out there that says Legos are for kids. Uh, Oh, Lego, remember? It doesn't have an S. So we're so, like, we're not into the correct lingo, but it is Lego. Yes, we are from Alabama. or (laughs) We both live in Alabama. We're both from Alabama. We've lived here the majority of our lives. Yes. Um, but for all you people who say Legos or Lego are for kids, um, I have choice words for you and you need to uh, just experience it because it, it's just a 3D puzzle is all it is. But, and it's so much fun. And mind our dog, he is uh, having fun. Yeah, I'm fixing to go peek. <laughs> Dakota's going to go peek on them and... and kind of make them hush if you've never had a corgi or been around one they're extremely high energy dogs kind of like a boston terrier german shepherd so now that we have this golden retriever that's a puppy they just like i say they have like wwe smackdown in our living room like every day our golden she like rarely barks but our corgi oh he barks all the time i know that this episode has kind of been all over the place. I know we've jumped around to um, a bunch of different things. One thing that we kind of want to do at the end of every episode is to talk about a collectible that we each have because we have very different collectibles in our room. And so 
I'm going to, my first collectible I'm going to talk about, and we'll post videos on our TikTok and Instagram and everything, but mine is my inside out pins. So if you've never, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can pin trade at Disney World. And I can do a whole episode about that. And yeah. I probably should. My inside out pins is kind of the first ones I started collecting when I was working down there. And I have fear, sadness, anger, and joy. At one time I did have disgust and she's disappeared. But I still need bing bong. I have a bunch of other pins but I'm really proud of these. It's been like a four or five year journey to kind of find them and collect them. I'm not the, one of those people that buys them. I want to find them out in the wild. I think it's great to find stuff in the wild like that. And that rings true for um, a lot of our collectibles. We do pre-order quite a bit, but we've really gotten into finding stuff just when we're out looking. So what is your collectible of the week? So mine is, uh, and you actually got this for me as a gift, and it was a big surprise. I did. And, you had no idea about it. And for anybody that is out there um, that uh, has a part of the creation of this, and it's actually a book, so it makes it a little bit easier, I want the rest of them, just throwing it out there. There I, isn't. The, it's just there's not. The, there's but the I, I need somebody working on this now. <laughs> um, but... If you have watched Gravity Falls, you know about the journals. And there is a Gravity Falls journal number three that you can buy. It is the only one, but it's the one that Dipper carries with them throughout the show, primarily. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is so cool. Uh, I don't know how accurate it is to the show, but I know from some of the pages that I've looked at in it, it is very accurate. To I think it's. it looks like it is licensed Disney, so I'm yes. pretty sure now... I know on Etsy you can get like journals one and two, but I really like try to stay away from those because that is not licensed canon. Yes, and I, I just need somebody at Disney to hear this and to know <laughs> that there is somebody out there that wants other two books. I know we don't see them much in the show, but I... Gravity I, Falls is so underrated. It is. It's so underrated. And for it to be just a, a, a kid's show in the beginning, it was awesome. Oh, and... If you love Rick and Morty, you will love Gravity Falls because the same creators and writers and stuff work on Gravity Falls that work on Rick and Morty. Like they go hand yeah, in hand. Yeah, I can't remember how it it transferred. Um, it's something I know like they were. That. I know the the writer of Gravity Falls and I think it's Dan Harmon uh, were friends. The, and, and the creator of yeah. Gravity Falls is friends with Dan Harmon. That's what I said. Didn't it? You said the writer. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant the creator. And a little fun Easter egg. If you do watch Rick and Morty mm -hmm. and you have not watched Gravity Falls or vice versa, if you've watched Gravity Falls and you're going to go watch Rick and Morty, uh, there is a Easter egg in... There's uh, several Gravity, Fall. Gravity Falls Easter eggs in Rick and Morty. Yes, uh, the most the the most in-depth, like in-your-face one, um, there is, and I think it's in the first season, maybe the second, but mm -hmm. I think it's in the first uh, they are jumping, uh, Rick and Morty are jumping through portals, and one of the portals he opens, a coffee mug, pencil, and I think something else uh, falls out of it. And that coffee mug is actually from the second season of Gravity Falls when Stan, spoiler, spoilers, I'm sorry, opens a portal. So it is very cool. And I'm pretty sure when Rick and Morty is at the Citadel in one of the early seasons, like, Dipper and Mabel is there too. I think that's one of the Easter eggs. Yeah, that, that's one of the Easter eggs, and or it's a Dipper version of Morty mm -hmm. or something like that, um, or a Dipper. They're Morty yeah, it's still, something but, like that. Yeah, uh, but it is so cool that they laugh like that, and I know there's. Disney's like, no, it will never be a part of it. Like, the dirtiest adult, <laughs> like, animated series and, like, a kid's show overlapping. Yeah, absolutely yes. happens. Yeah. It, uh, but it is, both of them, so great to watch. It And it's, if you're an adult and you've always strayed from watching a cartoon, it is perfectly fine. It is. You will not be sorry for doing it. Probably don't let your kids watch Rick and Morty, though. Yeah, I would put a, a child advisory on that. I'd put, like, an 18-plus advisory, <laughs> honestly. There's nothing wrong with cartoons. I mean, it, Destiny's favorite movie, especially Christmas movie, is the new <laughs> Grinch. Um, and I forgot about that. I've never seen somebody upset, which which I, will, I have to say this. This blows my mind that 
that Netflix did this, and if you know what I'm talking about, you you just know. But what was it? A year before last? Um, yes. The in November, the month. No, before, in December. Was it December? It was like ten days before Christmas. It's whenever they they take that when they renew and take shows off. But they remove the new grant. It had been on for two years on mm-hmm. Netflix, and they removed it like weeks before Christmas. And I've never seen somebody so sad in my <laughs> life. It it was extremely funny. Like um, I will watch that movie two or three times in a row. I'll watch it year round. And honestly, I haven't watched it in a while, so I may have to watch it today. Yeah, it does have a great soundtrack. I think we ended up having to buy it on Amazon. We did. So uh, now I can watch it whenever I want. <laughs> <laughs> I did say have to because uh, <laughs> because I didn't get an option in it. We we just had to. Yeah, I missed it so much. So. It, but there, don't be afraid to watch any animated shows, and especially as a a Marvel fan, um, because coming into Multiverse of Madness, I truly believe that there is fixing to be a bunch of stuff that mm-hmm. that really goes in depth on these comics that they done, and and just for just for records, I have read a couple comics. I'm not a comic nerd in that way. Um, I it I. He reads like some of the Star Wars books. That's yes. more like your more genre. The, more the books, though. Yeah. I, 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 I stay extremely busy, so it's really difficult for me to take time to read that uh, without taking time away from us. Well, if you've made it this long, we appreciate you hanging out this long with us. We are going to try to do this once a week. Yeah. Uh, we. We can't promise it will always be an hour, but we are going to try our best to make sure mm-hmm. it, we, it is there. If there is anything that you want us to touch on or you just have questions for us, you can always reach out. Or if we're wrong about anything, please tell us. Because yes. like, we are so nerdy about so much, I'm sure we've got things wrong. And, the, and in, in this world, there is so much misinformation on yeah. just any topics. So we, if we are wrong about something... Please tell us. Of course, please tell us nicely. Yeah, we don't nicely. Want, yeah, we don't want to be battered over it. Everybody makes mistakes, but if we are wrong about something, please let us know because we are always open for learning more stuff, and mm-hmm. w- that is just us. That is our character. We want to be more involved in this world. So, with that being said, again, my name is Dakota, and I'm Destiny. Thank you for tuning in to. The Broadcast Nerd Hour. And we will see you next week. Bye.